welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org. So, I don't know um, if you'd heard all of that final part of the story before. Perhaps slightly different from, from the first reading um, that we had. And, um, and I think... As we get ready for Christmas, listening to the story again just helps us refresh ourselves as to what it's all about. But I don't know about you, but I feel like it's beginning to feel like Christmas now. Um, we've been building up to it for months, it seems, in the shops, and uh, it's beginning to feel like it is Christmas. So as I um, talk today, I'm just going to um, just refresh your memories about the kind of things that you might think of when you think about Christmas. So, Christmas means lots of different things to us. The first it might mean is family. And uh, there's my family. That was us on our summer holiday, getting completely soaked by a waterfall. And um, apparently the hair's not very good in this picture, I'm told. Um, And um, for some people, family is what Christmas is all about, gathering together and having fun together. For other people, it could be turkey and tinsel. And um, I understand that if you go for turkey and tinsel, you can do that in the height of the summer and still have Christmas time, even when the sun's out, and you can go and have festive fun somewhere with turkey and tinsel. And that makes it all perfect. For other people... Singing songs in the car. Now, I don't know about you, but when Michael Bublé comes on in the car, everybody kind of starts singing together. And it might be a different CD in your car, but in our car, Michael gets sung along to. And um, it doesn't matter whether you know Spanish. As Feliz Navidad comes on, we're all singing away in Spanish like we know what it means. And, And we all suddenly feel very festive. For others, they say that If you go to the school nativity, then Christmas has really started. I went to one and Reuben was a star. And uh, so I watched Reuben being a star on the stage and that made me feel quite Christmassy. For other people, Christmas movies. Now, now last Christmas, we put on to record loads of movies. We never watched any of them, actually, because we were too busy. So Matthew has been working his way through the Christmas movies from last year over the last few weeks. And so that has made us feel a little bit more Christmassy. For me, a real part of Christmas is mince pies. So it comes to October, the mince pies appear in the supermarket to herald that Christmas is coming and uh, and I have to buy a pack as soon as I see and uh, I continue munching them well into January. For others, the decorating of the tree. And um, that could be a moment of angst in some households as the children pull the tinsel everywhere. For others, it's a moment of serenity as they hang the baubles on the tree. It could be writing your Christmas cards, hundreds and hundreds of them, or the receiving of them in the post. And for others, going on holiday and lying on the sand and thinking not of the cold, wet weather in England. For others, it's the parties that happen and the gatherings. There's probably not many work kind of groups that haven't gone out and had their Christmas party. For others, it's wearing their Christmas jumper with pride. And uh, mine's got 
a nice Christmas pudding on it because I love Christmas pudding. I eat Christmas pudding all through the year. I save them up in January and eat them all the way through the year. But is any of that really what Christmas is all about? And yet that's the kind of thing that we see all around us. And um, the one thing that's probably common to all of us is presents. And actually, the giving and receiving of presents is what Christmas seems to be about. There's an awful lot of shopping. That very first video, the shopping, 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 feeling really manic, got to buy the thing. Actually, people are shopping because they want to buy the perfect gift. Because they want to give a gift to someone. And we've heard in in both our different renditions of the story of Christmas about the gifts that were given, the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. And I just want to talk about those for a moment. So first of all, the gold. The gold was bought because Jesus was the baby king. And as a king, he was a huge threat, a massive threat. We've heard how Herod was plotting to kill him from the very first day that he heard about him. The chief priests, Herod had called them and said, what is this all about? But they didn't go and find Jesus. We don't hear the story of of the chief priests turning up at the stable. No, actually, they weren't that bothered. There'd been 500 years of prophecy in the scriptures that Jesus would come and that he would save them. And yet they didn't even bother going to find him. The religious leaders were a bit kind of, Nah, it's all right, thanks. And actually, that can be the attitude of many people today. Jesus was so under threat because he was so important that actually they had to leave and they had to go to Egypt. And the family went off to Egypt, and I don't know quite what they did there. They were probably living a life of poverty, but they had gold, which they may have been living off as they were refugees Maybe Joseph was there building his mahogany tables and Mary making her biscuits. I don't know what they did in Egypt for years as they went into hiding because Jesus was a big threat because he came as a king. And they gave him frankincense, a perfume. And the perfume is used when they were worshipping God in the temple. And uh, today... We've spent some time worshipping Jesus. These are some of the words that were in the first song. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. And born to give them a second birth. Hark! The herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. And we get to join with the angels and sing glory to this king who was born not yesterday, but 2,000 years ago. But he came and he was born so that we might have eternal life. He came that we might have that second birth and be guaranteed a place in heaven should we trust in him. But what about on an average Tuesday at 10 a.m.? I don't know if you feel like whipping out your frankincense and spending some time worshipping Jesus. But actually, 
That's what we're asked to do. We're asked to worship him as our way of life. And the story goes on. We heard that in that dance, the song. And the song was all about the fact that Jesus came to die. And he came to die and be raised to life. And that was the whole point. So they, they brought myrrh. They brought myrrh, a spice, for putting on the dead body to stop it smelling so bad. And what a strange gift to bring. But the wise men were obviously very wise because they knew that all the prophecies said that Jesus would come and that he would die. And that actually, as he died, he would give access to God. So, if we keep Jesus in the manger, which is the story of Christmas that we see, that we see in the little tableaus, then actually, we miss the point of the story. And the point isn't whether Joseph made mahogany tables, or whether Mary was a good biscuit baker. The story really doesn't have the point that they had to go to Bethlehem. But the point of the story was that Jesus was born the Son of God. And I ask you today, well, who is Jesus to you? Is he somebody to be worshipped and relied upon? Or is he a little baby in a manger who seems so little and actually not that relevant? And if you feel that way today, I would say, come and get to know Jesus. Because actually, he's not a little baby in a manger. But like Sarah's story that we heard, he's somebody who walks with you, who you can talk with, who leads you through life, and who changes radically from the depressive state to someone who can glorify God and enjoy life. So, they say that Good Friday is the reason that Jesus was born. So it's not actually Christmas. It's actually Easter was the reason he was born. But we celebrate because in his birth, we get the ultimate gift. We get that potential gift of eternal life. And I want to ask you today, do you want that gift? Do you want to be set free and know that you have a place in heaven? Because Jesus says that you can. He said, whoever believes in me will not perish, but they will have eternal life. And that was the point of the story. So I wonder, are you going to make space in your inn this Christmas for Jesus? I'd just like to pray if you want to close your eyes. Lord, I want to thank you that that is the purpose that you came, you came to die for us. You didn't, you didn't come and stay as a baby, but you came as a man of power who broke through death. And you were raised to life again. And you came back from the dead. And you made a way for us to know God. And Lord, we, we say that we want to know you today. We want to know you in all your glory. And we want to worship you. Amen. If you've been 
challenged by that today. I just want to say that we have um, an alpha course coming up. When you go through for mince pies later on the table, there's some leaflets about this, and uh, you can pick one up. And actually, there's a little course which you can go on in the new year. And it just tells you and explains to you and answers your questions about what is this all about then? Why did he come? And why did he have to die?